weather forecast tonight is supposed to be improving, which is why the Yankees did move the game from today until tonight. They had scheduled the game today so that they could get the game in before the Jewish holiday. Uh, They had to move it back because they thought it gave them a better window uh, to play the game. The forecast for tonight is improving. There's not supposed to be rain after 6 this evening, so sounds like uh, the Yankees and Red Sox will play. The Yankees will have to win all three games, which for them is a tall order right now, the way they've been playing. As you heard me and have seen me uh, comment recently that uh, they are the worst 90-win team in Yankee history in my in my estimation of re- in, in recent months. Uh, now, there have been a million teams, I think 62 Yankee teams that have won 90 or more games, and I actually think this might be the worst, the worst one I've seen. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to stay that. They Chapman coming back. Thursday, Judge coming back today. Maybe these guys are going to snap too and things are going to get better, but they have not been a good team for a while. And here come the Red Sox, and we know the Red Sox uh, are one game from clinching on uh, Yankee Stadium soil, which makes the front-running Red Sox fans, of which there are many, including one on the phone right now in, uh, in Bill Simmons, who, you know, are, they become completely intolerable. But right now it's their day. They, it's their regular season. Uh, now it's a long October, but right now they do get to you know watch the Red Sox uh, sip champagne here, but hopefully not at the stadium uh, this evening. Uh, Bill, welcome. How are you? I heard that they delayed the game for six hours to give the cortisone shot and Aaron Judge's wrist a little more time to. Yeah, uh, that, that might be. That, that, I don't know that, if that's true. Is that a sale? One or the other? One, you know, one or the other. So, uh, no, sales fine. Sales on. Oh, sales right fine. Now. Hey, listen, sales fine. In your dream, listen. Judge is not healthy. Chapman's not healthy, and Sale is not healthy. He has spent two trips on the DL recently. He is Great. not. He is as fragile as it, they come right now, and you know it. This is a total Belichick move. They're just trying to get to get him to the playoffs. That's it. They don't yeah. want to waste any regular season innings. Yes, I'm now, fine with it. How confident are you right now, after a great regular season, that they will have a big October? All right, so he, I'm going to go glass half empty for a second. The offense hasn't been that good um, since the All Star break. I think they only have like 55 homers, and I think Oakland has 80. Like they, Oakland's, they don't been, have the Oakland's same, been great. Oakland's been great. And Tampa's been the, great. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the same power. Uh, kind of explosiveness that they've had. And we're talking two months now. Like the All-Star break was nine weeks ago. So this is a pretty big sample size. The biggest thing that's changed from a glass half full standpoint, David Price, who I would have driven to the airport and packed his bags for him four months ago to get him not only off the salary cap, but just out of our lives. He's actually been pretty good. His stats are, are like shockingly good, but um, there's a confidence to him and the, right. the pitches that he has. It's just like, I actually believe that he could be a good game to a Well, nobody trusts, but you, you don't trust him, and the Yankees always have always owned them. So, I mean, that's always he's, been a big deal. He's you know? kind of he's won my trust a little bit, I got to say. I got to hand it to him. I, I don't dread the uh, the big David Price start anymore. And I think, the bullpen uh, is your issue. That is your issue. Yeah. I, I, I don't worry about the offense, and and your speed is good, and you've got a, and you got some great clutch hitters at the top of the lineup who I love. But 
I worry about your bullpen. I think that is the issue. Uh, and there will be a lot of pressure on the Red Sox in the postseason, which comes with the territory. Now, the Yankees first have to get through the wild card game, which could easily be in Oakland because the Yankees have to go to Tampa for four games. And Tampa is not only playing great, but they would love to, to hurt the Yankees in any way possible. And that last week, the fascinating thing will be this. What do the Red Sox do those last three games when the Yankees might need wins to keep Oakland away and make the game at Yankee Stadium, will the Red Sox do anything to force the Yankees onto a trip and a plane to Oakland? Mm, I don't know. You know, the Red Sox have some history stuff at stake. They you know, they have a chance to win more than 110 games. Like, this is – I think – I couldn't believe this. This, didn't, this seemed impossible, but no Red Sox team had won 100 games since 1946, which – I just would have assumed it happened, but it just hadn't. And I think the the way Cora has managed this team all year, I really find it hard to believe that he would just mail in at the last week of the season. I don't think he's wired. No, that I don't way. think I don't think he will. And I think also the fact that it's the Yankees and they can they can actually influence things. And then he wants to sharpen his team up. He'll get he'll give him a little rest before that. I'm sure whatever the series yeah. is before that, and then he can have them play those last couple of games. And Oakland's. Got an easier schedule than the Yankees. Now, Tampa hurt them last week, but Tampa's going to hurt the Yankees. Uh, Tampa's been playing brilliantly. They've been pitching brilliantly. And the Yankees have four games at Tampa before they go to Boston for that last weekend. Those games are going to be very hard for them. They really are. I took my son to Tampa in mid-August. We, we saw two Red Sox games there. And it's like, you know, two-thirds Red Sox fans. It just seemed like, oh, yeah, we'll win some games in Tampa. It'll be great. But, and Tampa, Tampa won both of the games we went to. Yep. And they just had these guys coming up. You haven't heard of like half of them, but um, they definitely had a little mojo to them. And I, you know, they do have some spoiler potential. Oakland oh, is the one. Yes. I, I think Oakland's legit. This is a pretty long sample size now. No, they're a good team. They, 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 got, a, they got a lot of power, a lot of power, and a good bullpen. A lot of yeah. power and a, and a very good bullpen. They're a dangerous team. They could win the wild card game, and they could beat somebody in the playoffs. There, I think now Oakland's always been terrible in the postseason. We know that, but I think this could be a different team. Uh, you know, Cleveland's been very quiet for a long time and has had almost a nothing season because it's been so easy. Uh, but I yeah. think they're dangerous. I, I listen. I think any of the American League teams. Uh, uh, I don't think Oakland could get to the World Series. I think the other four could. But right now, if you're asking me, gun to my head, do I think the Yankees will get to the World Series, I do not. I do not think they're. I do not think they're complete this year, and I don't think they'll get everything put back together. They could win a series. Uh, you know, they they sh- should be able to win the wild card game if it's at Yankee Stadium. But uh, they could they could win a series. But I don't see them going to the series this year with this team. They, they've had too many issues down the stretch of the season. Well, Cleveland has Andrew Miller's coming back this week. The the guy Brad Hand they got from the National League. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's a very good move. Yeah, he's he's one of the best three or four pitchers in in coming out of the bullpen in the AL playoffs. I think, and certainly somebody that I wish the Red Sox had had because you mentioned earlier, you know, the eighth inning has been a house of horrors for the Red Sox this whole season. It was actually bad the first half of the season, and the stats in the second half are much worse, and they don't know really what to do. It's gotten to the point that people are starting to wonder if Stephen Wright, who used to be a starter, who blew out his knee last year and has come back as a knuckleballer, people are wondering if he's going to be the eighth inning pitcher when we actually start to get closer to October because they've been that desperate to find anybody reliable. And the people that have pitched really well are just people 
you know, like somebody like Matt Barnes, who's never, it, it's just different. You know, you know what it's like. You've been watching baseball your whole life. When it gets to October and everything slows down and Completely it's two in the eights and yep. it's Yankee Stadium yep. and the crowd's going nuts, like there's only a few guys you're going to trust. And, and they don't have be- that second guy. There's going to be a moment, too, in the playoffs where either the Yankees or the Red Sox are going to rue the moment that Donaldson is on the Indians because you know he's going to do something. I mean, he's going to he's, yeah, going, to, he's, going, to, he's going to do something. And they all complained and everything because they thought he should have been injured and this and that. And was he really hurt? And should he have been eligible? And But, you know, he can, he can hit. And you could see him have it being a factor, you know, down the stretch of this season. Could be interesting. They're an interesting team, the Indians, and I think they had such a heartbreaking loss last year. I mean, they played so well and they played so miserably against the Yankees. I think it's interesting. I think you guys are, you know, have played so well. It's hard to carry that. It really is. I remember the '98 Yankees, the '98 Yankees, and this is why El Duque was great. The '98 Yankees. We're down 2-1 to the Indians, and I'm telling you, they were as tight as a drum. They could not mm. have been tighter. And El Duque, being El Duque, they snapped through that game. They never looked back, never lost another game, won the whole thing, and rolled as they as you expected them. But they had their moment right there, and it was 2-1 down to the Indians. And on a Saturday, El Duque pitched them home, as he often did in the postseason. And that, that was a big difference. It turned everything around. So it can happen. You know, there's going to be that moment. Of, of crisis in the postseason, you know it. It's always there. It's just it's it's part of it. But they have had a sensational, sensational season. I mean, you know, well, no one would have ever expected uh, the performance. You know, they got out of Martinez, which is just unbelievable. Yeah, and w- they were much better offensively. I thought the first half of the season because Benintendi. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's hiding an injury or he had some sort of weird sophomore or what, but. Well, he, he hit tonight. You know that he hits power. in this park. He hits in this park. Well, you know he, that. Yeah. He, honestly, needs it, maybe that park will get him going. I think he has two homers since the All Star break. He's just not hitting for power anymore. And I think the first half of the season, Martinez and Betts, and then Benintendi, who was really hitting the crap out of the ball in May and June, they had these three dudes that you just always felt like something was going to happen when one of those guys were up. He, the, the Martinez versus Betts for MVP has been a fascinating old school, new school conversation because the new school fans are just like, it has to be Betts. Betts has to be the MVP because of what he does defensively. And, you know, like he, he has a chance to be a 10 win player this year for the advanced metrics, all that stuff. But I think Martinez has just been more reliable offensively the whole year. And, I love and both of them, and I love Betts. I don't know I, what to do. I, love I, I don't Betts. know what the answer is, Mike. I think Martin. I, I I love Betts. Betts could easily be my favorite player in in the sport. That's how much I like him. But I'll tell you this: I think Martinez made the team this year, and he's the MVP. I think he. I really think he's been the guy who has gotten so many big hits and has been so important. He kind of changed their image. He really did. He kind of, he kind of made the, sometimes guys come in and make the, I'll go back a gen, I'll go back a long time. Orlando Cepeda, 67 Cardinals. I wow. mean, oh made, made the team. Absolutely made, came over from the Giants and made the team. Uh, right. Don Clendenin, what did not to the same magnitude, but 69 Mets, Don Clendenin changed the whole Met lineup and changed the team. I mean, he didn't do enough to win the MVP that year, but another guy, Martinez changed the, the Red Sox. He changed them into you, a different team. I really believe that. Mike, you just lost all the millennials, but that's fine. I, I that's understood okay. everything yeah. you just said. Absolutely. Hey, the Red Sox in 86 had this one. 
it was just this missing kind of piece that you trusted in these big spots. The thing with Martinez, other than maybe Ortiz, and I, I even think Martinez this year might have even been better at it. He's the master of like the put away, put the game away hit. Yep. Where it's like four two, two guys on, he homers, or it's five to two, guy on second, singles the guy in. He's he's given the nail into so many coffins, and it's a really fun baseball discussion because Betts is the most outstanding player in the American League. Like by any metric, he's the best statistical player in the league. He does the most offensively, defensively, his speed, everything. But if you're just saying valuable and you just you're not talking about the stats as much as just the impact on the team. Yep. The impact of what Martinez has done as the cleanup hitter, it's hard for me to think Betts was more valuable than him. But I would I, I don't, I, don't I, I just I don't yeah, I don't I think yeah, I don't think he does. I think Martinez is just, you know, with what he's done and listen, I understand Betts' year is terrific. They're both terrific. I mean, they're both worthy of being MVP. There's no question absolutely no question about it. But I'm not gonna give him the MVP based on defense. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. And uh and I think one guy had more impact. So I think it's close, but I'd give it to Martinez. Well, wait a second. We we never really talked about Judge here because I can't take the Yankees seriously at all if he's not going to be healthy, and I don't like wrist injuries. Both and I don't know had... if he is or he's not. I can't tell you. He, you know, he's just he has he just came back now. We haven't even seen him swing in the game till tonight. We we don't know. I think I think we're not going to know if this is going to affect him for a couple of weeks. Here. Doesn't seem yeah. good. I, I, it doesn't. It took him a long time to come back. Uh, the Yankees did not think this was going to take this long. And then Judge no. really took tr- control of it, it's my understanding, and said he wasn't coming back until he was pain-free. They swear he's pain-free now. He has swung the bat well in batting practice, but that doesn't mean anything. It's when he gets jammed by a you know a 99-mile-an-hour pitch. That'll be the, the, the determining factor. Uh, we don't know. And without him, they're not the same team. But really, there's a lot of things about them that isn't right right now. Chapman's not right. Right. And and Batances doesn't close well. He sets up well, no. he doesn't close well. Uh, Britain hasn't been as good as they thought he would be. Uh, Stanton's been miserable since Judge went out. Uh, Didi you can count on. Uh, but their infield defense has been atrocious, as good as Andahar has been, and he's been great with the bat he cannot field. Uh, so their infield defense has been suspect. Their catching has been suspect with Sanchez. Their outfield defense is excellent. Uh, but they've lost a lot of this stuff they had early in the season, and frankly, they've been a bad team for a couple of months. They need to really turn it around to have any chance to do anything in the postseason. Right now, they have not been a good team for two months. I mean, they've really not only been good, they've been a pretty miserable team for two months. I have to ask you a personal question. Did you have to Did you have to delete the Glaber Torres Hall of Fame speech that you wrote for him for 2000. No, I I don't have any. Did you delete I, it? Listen, or is it I, no, I, I I actually have no problems with him. I I actually believe that he just has to learn. Physically, he has incredible, incredible talent. I have no yeah. doubt in my mind how good a player he's going to be. The question okay. he just needs to mature. Andahar has done a much better job of understanding. Despite the fact he's a DH, he has done a much better job of understanding what it means to be an everyday player and to be an everyday professional than than uh, Torres has. Torres had a little more immaturity in him than I thought he did. Uh, but here's the thing, and I think you'll find this out in a, in a big game, late in the game, the guy you don't want to see if you're the opponent is Torres. He will have the best at bat, and he will do whatever he needs to do 
to get the job done, whether it's smacking well, in the right field. You know I'm the most yeah. fan of Brett Gardner, though. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> Brett Gardner, and he might not even play. And he might not even play. That's amazing. McCutcheon right now is, you know, I asked Boone that, and that's going to be very, very a big cause of, of, of conversation. Right now, McCutcheon's going to play over Gaudy, and a lot of Yankee fans wow. are not going to be happy with that. Ooh, I'm happy with it. Sign me up for that plan. I'm telling you, it's going to be a big issue. All right, let's talk a little football here. Uh, Wait, hold on. I have one more quick Yankee question. Go ahead. Elimination game at Fenway. How many starters do you trust in the Yankees? Tanaka and who else? I trust Tanaka. Right now, I only trust Tanaka and Hap, and I, I give the start to Tanaka because Hap will beat you with six innings and his stuff will be pretty good, but he'll pitch smart. Tanaka can have seven innings of absolute lights out. You can't touch him stuff. And I think he's a good, he's been a good big game pitcher. I don't give it to Severino. I give Tanaka the start. The fact that, J.A. Hap was the second starter you mentioned. Tells me that the Yankees season is over. Well, Severino just hasn't been. 19. Listen, I can't trust Severino right now. i got to be honest. You're asking me the truth. I can't trust him right now. I wow. know. But let me tell you this. The reason I'm saying that, you might not be aware of this, and there would be no reason you would be. Tanaka of late has been untouchable. He has oh, been. Oh, I'm, ve- I'm very right. aware. I've yeah, been so he's been yeah. great. So that's why I'm picking Tanaka. Could I live with Severino in a game? He'd be my third choice right now, but I don't know what game I'm getting out of him. I can get the good game, the bad game. Hap knows how to pitch. He's very smart. He's out there. Hap's deal is this. Six innings, and I'm throwing you the car keys. That's basically it. I'm going six, get the, get, and I'm throwing you the keys, and, let, and, and take me home. That's it. He's not going out for the seventh. I don't care what the score is. He's not going out for the seventh. Tanaka but that's can be lights two, out. You need, game two, you need six innings out of that guy, and then, then the it. Britain. Well, Hap will do that. Jamming. Hap will do that. You know, Britain hasn't been great, and Batances, if he's in the eighth, he's wonderful. If he's in the ninth, he's, he's shaky. And yeah, I'll tell you yeah. this, you can't trust Chapman right now because he has some days where I think that leg hurts so much that he can't pitch. And he's had that happen to him in Fenway. He had it happen to him against the Mets where he just loses the plate completely. I don't trust him being healthy right now. Uh, last year, he got I'm, back and lights very, out. You know, this year I'm he has I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned you guys are going to duck the Red Sox this season and just throw that wild card game away. And that's it. <laughs> you lose in Oakland, then we then we win the World Series. How much do you want the Yankees to lose? How much do you want the Yankees to lose the no, wild card game? I want to play the Yankees. Oh, I you do. Be a two months like ah, you won the World Series, but you didn't play the Yankees. Didn't, oh, didn't so you you're, I don't you're, want to hear that. You're saying boldly right now you want to play the Yankees. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I hope. Listen, we all hope that's the case, and I think it will be the case. I do believe that. First of all, as you know, Oakland is just cursed in the postseason. They never win. I mean, never. So as good as they've been this year, I still don't trust them there. But listen, the the other thing is that that Chris Davis, who was on pace to hit about a hundred homers, has been uh, in a free fall for about I don't know three four weeks. Well, it had to happen. And that was the guy that was really. It had to happen. It was. It was law of averages. But they need to get him going. Because yeah, otherwise he was. Right now, be, like, yeah, otherwise he was going to be Roger Maris this year. I mean, that's where he was headed. I he mean, really was. Yeah, he was yeah. headed for sixty homers. It, it was happening. Nobody. It was in a vacuum. Nobody even realized it was happening. That Oakland. I don't think you want to play the wild game there. It's such a wild card game. It's such no, a no. weird atmosphere. No, no. You need to play it you know? here. No, the Yankees need, need to, in New York. Yankees need to play it here. All right, let's talk some uh, two week football. 
Yeah. Uh, how concerned? Forget the Giants right now because they are uh, a, a just a complete mess with the offensive line. Talk about the how much are you worried about what Jacksonville did to the Pats on Sunday? As you know, Mike, I don't panic about the Patriots in September. We have we've been here many times with this team. I think that a couple things were a little a little concerning. One is that they have a lot of guys who have just not been in big games in big spots, right? You talk about the left tackle. Yep. You talk about Philip Dorsett, Sony Michelle, the rookie running back. Who's going to um, be really good, too. Yeah, at some point. Cordell yeah. Patterson's like they're running third and eighth for him. And it was just a lot of guys that Eric Rowe is on single coverage against uh, Keelan Cole. And it's just a lot of guys that we haven't with before. So that was one thing. Brady doesn't have his uh, security button. 2007, whether it was Welker, whether it was Edelman, whether it was even Amendola last year, um, that guy on third and seven who just gets open. And Gronk, it's it's nearing the end of the prime. I'll put it that way. I don't, I don't. I think he might have one more indestructible force year left. But Jacksonville really just doubled him and completely took out of the game. They, they, he just wasn't open. They're so good. They're good. Def- they, they're a good team. They're, you know, Coughlin has built. Coughlin has built there the team he wants, and they can run it. They have a very good, uh, very good coaching on a lot of levels. They have Coughlin. They have a head coach who knows what he's doing. They have long, they have assistant coaches who know what they're doing, and other than the quarterback. Their team is really good. The quarterback, if he doesn't get in the way, and he didn't on Sunday, if he doesn't get in the way, uh, right. you know, he – and I'll tell you something. If if Brady if, – if the foul of play hadn't happened, that game was going to get interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a bad match for the Pats in this respect. Like, this is the type of team that has given them trouble over the years, right? Good yep. front seven. When yeah, they get good. the lead, they can contain it. Um, the quarterback who can kind of make a dumb play happen with his legs on 39 and get a first down. It's just a lot of things that have over the years have been a nice recipe to, to at least challenge the Pats. I, I don't understand. It was another weird defensive game plan by the Pats where basically Bortles, if he doesn't throw that first guy, he's running. Right, we watch loves the run, Florida. and he's actually a very efficient Love runner. It. One of the most yeah. efficient runners of all time. People don't realize he, he's like he's he's like third all time in efficiency running yeah, the football, like yards per average. Yes, and every time he's ever scrambled against the Patriots, they're completely dumbfounded that it happened. Like, oh my god, I didn't realize you could do that. And it's like, how many times could this guy run for first down? I look, Edelman comes back week five. They uh, they'll figure out whatever the holes are, and it's a typical picture. And you season. never They're, worry. That's the and, gift of the AFC East. And you Six never games. worry about the offensive line because you have the unsung weapon, which uh, anyone knows who knows them. Dante Scarnecchia is one of the most brilliant yeah. coaches in in all of sports. Would have been a enormously successful head coach if he ever wanted that in his life. He never did. But he is brilliant, and that is one of the coaches that even Belichick defers to as to how good he is. I mean, he is so good at what he does. I mean, yeah. so he's a weapon in himself. So I right now that, right now the Giants should let him come down here for two or three weeks to see if he could even put his magic on the Gi- – I don't even know if he could do that to the Giant offensive line. That's how, But that's how good Skarnecki is. I will say this, though. The Giants fans don't want to hear anyone else complain about a left tackle, but – Waddle is 
the worst left tackle Brady's had probably in oh. his entire Well, Solda has, for $62 million, Solda's Solda not making a lot of friends right now. He has yeah, been so awful. That awful. hasn't been great either. No, he's been awful. He's been absolutely I, I, dreadful. I try not to overreact in September to anything with football because we do it every year. They're, by Thanksgiving, you kind of know what you have. The, the one thing that I completely 100% believe in is Mahomes. I, I think he's a superstar, and but he's I've also in every the right off. He's got great talent around him, and Andy Reid. Yep. I know, I know Andy will will. I know what I know what's going to happen. Okay, and he's now the d- direct descendant of Chuck Knox and Marty Schottenheimer. But in the regular season, Andy comes up with brilliant game plans, and I know it all comes apart in the postseason. But he really does a wonderful job, and he will co- coach this guy into so many open throws; it'll be unbelievable. And you've seen it. He, uh, I mean, he's got it. We know he's what kind of arm, we know what kind of arm he has. Okay, he has one of the. I know Andy is a friend of mine. Andy told me that this kid has an arm that you would not believe. I mean, he said it's, and he's been around some great quarterbacks. He said this guy's arm is just amazing, and I mean. Really, the kid threw 100 miles an hour as a pitcher. I mean, we know what kind of arm he has. Really has an incredible arm. Could throw the ball 70 yards sitting down. I mean, he's just an incredibly gifted thrower. And they have so many weapons that they're going to be an electric team in a regular season. The question is, can they win in January in a bad weather place if they're in one uh, or against a really good defense if things get a little tough, what can happen? That's the question. You wonder about the Kansas City defense, but you know they're going to score a ton of points. I mean, there's no question. A ton of points this year. How do you feel I, before the season my Super Bowl was Chiefs Rams? Not bad. Was Still that, in play. Oh, is that, is, was that your Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Still in play. Oh, st- the yeah, I mean, no. the, the thing that's going to kill me probably is the Chiefs D because uh, the amount of time that Roethlisberger had in that week two game was actually unbelievable. There was like eight, nine seconds, him in the pocket trying to figure out who to throw to. But at the same time, like the way these rules are this year, we can't touch anybody. You can't hit a receiver over the middle. You can't touch a quarterback. It might just be one of those years where the best offense was the Super yeah. Bowl. And the I mean, I picked, might not even matter. I, I, I thought that I, I've said this. I thought this was it, you know, now or never. Uh, I think Atlanta had the best team. Now, they've already lost a couple of defensive starters. I thought they had the best talent, but uh, we'll see what they do. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's over yet. I don't think it's over. The Rams would have to really blow this. You know, listen. They're so loaded. You know, listen, I think they can handle – I think they can physically handle anybody. The question is when they get in the red zone, nobody stops Atlanta from moving the ball ever. I mean, nobody has in the whole league. The question is they stop themselves in the red zone. That's the question. Can they score in the red zone? They move it on anybody, but they lost two defensive starters already, which is a a, a rough way to start. But, hey, some teams that we thought would be – pretty good. A lot of people like Pittsburgh. I never liked Pittsburgh in recent years because I don't trust the coach. Uh, I lean towards Jacksonville just because they had a defense if I didn't want to pick New England, but I thought it would be the Pats of Jacksonville this year. I didn't want to pick. I didn't pick Kansas City to win it. I still wouldn't because of the defense, and I wouldn't pick uh, Pittsburgh. I don't trust that team, and now that team looks like it may be coming apart a little bit. They, they just, you know, they, they're gonna, they, they have plenty of talent, but they just don't seem like they want to play that hard. They really don't. And I no, wonder about Tomlin nowadays. I, I really do. I wonder about Tomlin. Uh, Jacksonville looks to me like a team that's going to have a big season. Now, you know New England's going to have a big year. They're going to win all the division games. They're going to be good. The question is, 
is the game in Jacksonville or is the game in New England? I think really that's the game right there, uh, and that'll be your your big playoff game. And I could see Jacksonville this year, although I don't like the quarterback. I could see them having a big run this year. I really could. I would and, I would hesitate with Jacksonville only. I I think they look one way when they have a lead and they can play a certain way and do their things. I still, in in my opinion, if you're going to be the favorite in a conference, you still have to be able to play from behind ten points and stuff like that. They came close. They you know they thought they should have won last year. You know they came they came close last year. They got a lot of talent on that team. Yeah, they came. They got. We talked about that on my podcast. They they gave that away. They got scared. They did. They put absolutely on Bortles. Can I throw one more team at you? Yeah, go ahead. I think the Bengals are good. I'm I, I, and I, and I didn't, and I didn't I, like I them. I actually think they're good. And I didn't pick them. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really mention them in any way. But I didn't think they'd have a big year. I mean, you knew they had better than six win talent, but you didn't think they would be better than eight wins. At least I didn't. I don't know about you. Did you think they'd be good before the season started? I did. I I actually picked them to win the division and bet on them at plus seven. See, I don't trust it. I just don't trust that whole culture and that coach and everything else. And I don't like the quarterback. I don't trust the coach in a big spot. I don't trust the quarterback in a big spot. That's the problem. It might just be one of those things where. Everybody else got kind of got worse, and they stayed the same, and they've had the same kind of infrastructure in place. I do think Mixon is a better running back than anybody they've had. And, you know, the front He's seven's good. good. And listen, um, that was a good win against the Ravens. They could have lost the first game if the uh, tight end had held onto the ball. But hey, listen, it, you know they came back. They won the game. First of all, they came back from twenty three ten. Secondly, you know you yeah. got to get breaks in this league. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of close games, and you have to get breaks in, in this league. The the problem is, you know what? The problem is uh, is the rules and calling the rules, as you said. No one knows what a tackle is anymore. No one knows what a sack is anymore. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. They don't let them play football anymore. I mean, it is utterly to listen. I understand we all see a, a terrible calls, but for the NFL to back up the call in the Green Bay game and then try to tell you that it's the right call when they know that is not the right call, but they don't want to throw their officials under the bus. They know that's not the right call. It, it, well, know, what's just, weird is in the in the first drive of the Pats game. It was the exact same hit on Brady, and they didn't call it. No, so yeah, I don't know. Absolutely, I don't know what the rule most is, times that's not getting called. It's not getting yeah. called. That's all there is to it. But then they're not going to throw the guy under the bus this early, and and they're, they're too. They don't want that because they know if they do that. Once they admit that mistake, then everybody just swamps them. They just swamp them. So they're going to stand by, oh, no, you don't understand. He did the, the lift and tuck, and he did the lift and right. tuck and drop. I mean, what, what a bunch of nonsense. This is football. He did the, everybody who tackles lifts the defender, the lifts the running back or the, or the quarterback a little bit as he takes them down. I mean, that's part of technique. I mean, come on now. I mean, he did everything right. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous call. There's no way around it. You know, Listen. My other favorite, uh, my other favorite subplot of the season so far. I just really well, like fits. Fits a good, a good, well, fits. You know, that's that's going to be fool's gold. But I that's like great though. You know, but if you know no, fits, he's such a great guy to have that it's happen. Great. How about Deshaun Jackson? You want to be in a foxhole with him when he comes out and says, "You can't take fix out of the lineup ever." What are you kidding oh, me? I'm getting the ball downfield. You can't take him. So he throws Winston under the bus already because he's like, "Hey, I'm getting the ball. I'm happy." And it's not like anyone's rooting for Winston. I've enjoyed that, but I, I like the Bears defense last night really excited me. Yes. It was just fun. It's just like certain teams should just have a good defense. The Giants are kind of like that. There's like four franchises in the whole league where when they have that awesome defense at home and they're getting strips and the crowd's going crazy, it just kind of makes sense. 
and they're probably the number one draft pick for that. It just, and I just and like if, when the Bears are. And if Davis had a chance to leave Gruden at ESPN, how quickly would he leave Gruden at ESPN right now? Oh my God! I, I mean, you know, that trade was an atrocity when it happened, and now it looks worse. They, well, how, how funny after is the that? Game, complaining, he, complaining he didn't have a pass rush. How like, about hey, the like, goal? Yeah, you traded your pass Wait, rush. Wait, how about the goal? We need to find the pass rush. You just traded yeah, one of the one. best players in the league. You get And one executive, I said this on the air, I won't say who it is, told me that's the worst move by a franchise he's seen in his 20-some-odd years in the league. That's how bad that move was. The best was when they threw in the second-round pick. Uh, so that the, when they get that second first round pick, which the Bears will probably be like, you know, be like twenty fifth, and then the Raiders will be thirty fourth. So they're basically moving up nine spots. Congratulations, you gave up Khalil Mack. And how what about the doing? idea that we need to find the pass rush? That's like the you know the the, the kid who you know who who you know does away with his parents and then goes in and tells the judge, "Listen, I'm an orphan. I, I mean, I'm an orphan. Do you what do you want to you, you know go easy on me? I mean, you go you in, I, and, you go in and say." You go in and say, I need to find a pass rush? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're, both of us are old. You're older than me. I, I, it has never worked ever in any sport, ever, that I can remember um, as a good game plan when you trade one of the best, like, seven no, guys in the league. No, absolutely. Never and worked. you know what? You should, know, do a, you should do a ringer on that. You should do a, rig, a ringer theme on that, the 10 greatest ones ever. If you will go back to Wilt Chamberlain, if you go back never to worked. any of them, when you trade this super-duper great player, game-changing player, you never gain in that trade. It, the, the, only only one, time- the only one I could think of, and, and, and I tell you, he wasn't that great, but... The, and I'll go back a ways. Montreal was in a pennant race, okay? And they traded Mark Langston. They got, I remember that. And they, yeah, gave, up, and they gave up Randy Johnson, Billy Swift, and another good pitcher. I can't remember who to throw. It was a great trade for the team that got the three players. Langston never won a game for Montreal. Uh, you know, he went 0 for 7 or 8 that season, whatever it was. That's, and he wasn't an all-time great, though. But that's the only one I can remember where the team did better. But you are 100% right. If you talk about the 4 for 1, 5 for 1, I'm trading Doesn't for the matter. great player, it never works out for the team trading the great player. Never. And everyone mentions the Herschel Walker trade, but... You know, Herschel Walker was overrated. That was part of he the was, reason he, he was, was overrated, and they got a whole team back. <laughs> yeah, they, and they got they got like seven hundred cents of the dollar. I remember <laughs> in hockey, I think when uh, when Lindros wouldn't go to what was it, Quebec, and they got like a mother load back for him, and that that one I think worked, and I think well, the NBA ones Gretzky, are the best. Like, they never work in the NBA, never. No, I mean, it never uh, worked. Like Never. that was the James Harden when James Harden got traded. I, I think I wrote two columns when that happened. I was just like, this, "You can't do this. You can't. This has never worked out for the team that actually trades the guy." Chris Paul, you go on down the line. That's you know, and then you have a situation like Blake Griffin, where it's like, "Well, why doesn't that count?" And it's like because Blake Griffin's not a superstar anymore. It's actually really smart to uh, trade him when they. It's did, early. But... We're talking with Bill Simmons. One more thing before you go. Uh, yeah, Celtics. How excited are people in the town? Now, it's not October yet, but before you know it, the leaves will be turning. Uh, yeah. How excited are people about Celtic? Uh, are they really excited about Celtic basketball this year? I, I think they're, they rank third right now 
from from the intel I have from talking to my friends and family back home. I mean, you got you got because, a huge Red Sox year. You yeah, got the Pats the, always being the Pats, but the Celtics have a real chance to be really good this year. It's they will capture the imagination. The problem, you know, they moved the NBA season up, so their season's going to start October fifteenth. They're the first yep. game, but that's like right in the heart of that. Could be the ALCS, you know, yep. and. And if um, and, and so, if it's a big ALCS, well, it's going to be a big ALCS no matter who it is. So it doesn't even yeah, matter. Yeah, so, but yes. it'll be there. I think that the thing that's so much fun about the Celtics team, just as we head toward the preseason, is just hey, you know, they finally have everybody in the same team. Hayward's back, Kyrie's healthy, Tatum's even older, and they the nine man team is as deep as any team they've had. You'd have to go back to like the Russell era. And how many games like, right now? I won't hold you to it, but top of your head right now, we'll do it before the season begins. But how many games yeah. right now do you think LeBron James and the Lakers will win? So I think they're going to be better than people think. I actually think this has worked out really nicely for him because people seem to think that the narrative now is that he's thrown this first season away because they couldn't get a free agent. I am one of the biggest Lonzo. I'm in the Lonzo Ball bandwagon camp. I think he's going to be really good. That the they're going to coexist well together? Oh, yeah, because Lonzo doesn't need the ball. That's the thing people don't realize. But he can't shoot. Like Chris Paul. But he's, he'll be better at it. But he's he's just so much fun to play with. LeBron's going to love playing with him. I'm telling right, you. Right, but what is he going to do with the ball? He can't shoot it. No, but he's he's one of the best passers in the league right, already. Right, but, but you know what? He's a fantastic defender already. Right, but LeBron really wants to pass it. LeBron wants to pass it to you, though. He doesn't want you to pass it to him. He wants to pass it to you. But then you watch. You watch. Uh, you that watch one, that one will surprise me. That and the, and the, and the old man will shut up. You think? Uh, which old man? The, the the ball's old man. Oh, I I have a feeling he's going to kind of disappear. Okay, that's It'll a, bi- like that's a big out, prediction. When, you know, that's a big prediction that he's going to disappear because he's usually very chatty. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Remember when Serena's dad was an issue for a long time, right. there, and all of a sudden we just kind of never heard from him anymore. I have right. a feeling that's where this is going to oh, go. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty good. That's a good just be getting prediction. a nice a nice paycheck not to really be heard from that much. Oh, okay, okay. So he got hush money. Okay, that's not a bad yeah, way. Yeah, I wasn't play talking it. like Goodfellas, like with Billy Bass. Like, yeah, but that, that, he got he got I'm hush money. I like that. that. No, wait, that's a big yeah, story. Just, you know, if if he got hush money, that's a big that's a big story. If he got hush money, that's yeah, a, I like that. I like that. Put him on the payroll. To basically not talk Interesting. and not make a big deal out of things. The other thing is, as as Trump found out recently, you don't want to be on the other side of anything against LeBron. LeBron is the most popular team sports athlete we've had in America since I don't know when. Any that guy, anything he does, people are all in at this point. And LeVar Ball is losing against LeBron. He well, he, sh- he, he can't win. He he, you know, uh, uh, whether he can, you know, basketball inside basketball. As far as ball, LeBron, he's got no chance. He has absolutely zero. Yeah, and zero chance. And maybe zero. Lonzo gets to the point where he has to like, you know, separate himself from his family a little bit because it's better for him professionally. I think I could see that happening too. All right. I'll tell you this: this is the best situation for Alonzo to be on a team with LeBron James. Like you, you can't hurt him if he if he buys in. They're going to play serious basketball for the first time. That'd be nice. Listen, we'll chat when the uh, when the playoffs begin in just a couple of weeks, uh, and hopefully your team doesn't get to celebrate till they leave town. But we'll see what happens. I wouldn't count on it. I, I think they'll probably get that celebration in. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try happens. to spill we'll try to spill a little champagne on the mound. Yeah, it's just a little, stay, not stay, too much. Yeah, all right. Stay, stay, stay away from the <laughs> from the sacred places. See you later. Thanks, Bill <laughs> right, Simmons. Thank back after this.